Welcome to Be By Design, a podcast about unlocking the inner code to the person you were designed to be. The code that you can apply to your way of being, your decision making, and your clarity about what you think and how you feel. Each week, we'll discuss a new level of human design and piece by piece uncover the person you were designed to be and the life you were designed to lead. Join me as we lay out the roadmap through life where you get to be your own hero. Buckle up for the ride of a lifetime to discover true understanding of the person you were meant to be. You get to be in control of your runaway Mustang whenever that happens, remembering you've always got the reins. I'm your host, Britia Kabechka. Let's ride. Hello. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of Be By Design. I'm so glad you are here today. Um, I have a lot to talk about. But before I, as I'm laying out this podcast and, and YouTube channel and all the things, the content for it, if you will, I'm kind of building it in a way that helps you understand human design kind of from the basics and, and building on it. But today's topic is a little bit more in depth, if you will. So um, I think you're ready for it. You're going to love it. It's really a great topic and it's really a very interesting side of human design. So I'm really excited to share it with you today. And what we're going to be talking about is we do have three awareness centers within our human design graph, body graph system. And The fun thing about this is that we're going to be talking about how how they work together, right? How these awareness centers work together. And so much about being in our design and like living living out our design is about that awareness, right? It's about knowing and understanding and being aware of what is in our body and what is happening and what what our body really wants, what our system really wants. So there are two distinct axes through which humans really process this information for cognitive interpretation, you know, um, and it's been documented through research and clinical experience. And part of this is just flat out science. But when we bring in the three awareness centers that process information through the body's nervous system, and neuroendocrine systems, these these awareness centers really, which are the splenic center, the solar plexus center, and the ajna center or the mind, they're conceptually described like in the human design system. So when these body centers, you know, function in multidimensional human consciousness and their information, that the information is organized and it's passed through this interpretive as well. So what I talk a lot about, um, and I have a whole program on this, but it's about how this information, you know, is processed through our physical body as well as, you know, um, like what's in the human design system. So by understanding your flow of energy, you really have the key to understanding yourself. And that's what we're going to be talking about is the flow of energy through these three awareness centers. So 
if you can understand for yourself how the energy flows and like the awareness, you get to tap into that awareness a little bit better. So the the axis of awareness in these three centers. So if you're looking at your body or you can picture it in your mind if you're driving, but at the top we have the crown and then the ajna, which is the, the triangle that points down. Okay, that's the mind center. And then on either side of the bottom, kind of, you have um, your splenic and your solar plexus. And then in the middle of those is your sacral. So it really forms kind of this triangle if you're looking at it. Okay. So I hope you can picture this in your mind, but we have this triangle. So Ajna's at the top, sacral's at the bottom, and then your splenic, which is the body. You know, we've talked about that. And the solar plexus, which is your feelings and emotions, like sacral. So when we're talking about this splenic to, um, to mind connection, right? We have a direct connection from the splenic center to the mind center. And this is really body and mind, okay? Now, when the splenic connects to the sacral, that's body and instinct. Because the sacral also holds instinct because that is our life force energy, energy to move. Um, then when you connect sacral to the Ajna, that's that instinct and mind. Um, and then going back to the other side, sacral to solar plexus is the feeling and instinct. And then you go feeling to mind. So we have these axes, if you will, these connections. And these three awareness centers from these two axes, they're integrated at the core of all layers of being in order like for balance and flow to be optimized. So if you can figure out how yours is flowing, that's going to give you the best balance and, and really optimize your life and what you're aware of and how you're processing things. So these two axes show the way information impacts you when you receive and assimilate. So you constantly experience stimuli in your world and you respond to that stimuli. We all do. And so the world impacts you physically and emotionally, consciously and unconsciously all the time. We are always processing information. So all mammals that were all the same in this part of neurologically Neurological functioning operates through the autonomic nervous system, which is beneath our level of conscious, right? Like heartbeat and breathing. We don't have to think for those things to happen. That is our autonomic nervous system. It happens automatically. Or through our central nervous system, which is partially available to conscious control. Um, that includes like our brain and our spinal cord. And that's what interprets outside environment and controls our movement. So we have this neurological function, right? That's happening in all mammals. Um, and these complex neurological pathways run through your nervous system to bring information for response that requires this highly complex interpretation, okay? So from the standpoint of experiences or like, However, you function is relatively simple to understand. But what makes humans different, you know, than dogs or horses or cows 
is that their capacity for cognition and language is completely different, obviously, because other species can't talk. Um, so humans are capable of describing their experiences and we're able to interpret those for what they might mean. So what we do as humans is use our body chemistry for feedback in situations that we're exposed to or that we experience. And you also use these complex needs, wants, and desires that affect your body's chemistry. So by learning to understand the two axes of information, it's possible to gain this deeper understanding of your own internal process. And when we do that, you're able to begin to really alter the deeply ingrained patterns that have, you know, outlived their survival value for you and in your body chemistry. Okay, are we following along? So basically, our body um, works in a way, our body chemistry gives you kind of this feedback system. So we have like a positive feedback loop and we have negative feedback loops. And that's how we, we gain this information, right? That's how we process things. So there's um, two things that we're going to talk about here. We're going to use body instinct mind. So that's the body instinct and mind. Okay, that's one axis. And the feeling instinct mind. And that's um, these two, these two phrases, if you will, are going to describe the integration of the splenic center, which is the body, the ajna center, which is the mind, and the solar plexus center, which is your feelings, emotion center. So the sacral center, which is the instinct, uh, functions really as the motor that anchors this life force survival needs through its responses. So you have the sacral, the instinct part, as kind of the anchor in the middle. So if we're looking at the splenic side of the body energy map, okay, um, that's going to be the body instinct mind or BIM axis. So when we look at that, it traces this pathway really that involves the splenic center, which again is our body, because remember that's like our survival um, immune system, that's where that lives. And then the sacral, which is putting that instinct into action really, and the ajna center of the mind. So the solar plexus side of the body energy map really would be considered the FIM, the feeling instinct mind. And it creates this pathway that involves the solar plexus or like the feelings, emotion centers, the sacral instinct center and the ajna center. Okay, so we have two sides of our body graph that we're looking at. So another way to really look at that is the, the splenic side is your instinctual sacral responses regarding your body or physical perspective in the current moment. While the solar plexus side really deals with like instinctual sacral responses from this feelings or emotional perspective, also related to body or physical perspectives, but more importantly, operating in a cycle over time, because what we know about the solar plexus center is that it operates in a wave, in wave forms. So it's a cycle over time. So it activates the needs, wants, and desires um, of, of your body, you know, of your person in this emotional way. 
So the feeling or emotional perspectives that involve need, needs, wants, and desires may be physiologically meditated, but also might be very intentional. Okay, so the solar plexus functions as both an awareness center, we know this, which is your you know, emotions and feelings of being aware of your emotions and feelings, and as a motor center that drives you emotionally you know, to fulfill your body's needs, wants, and desires. So you kind of have that double edge there with it being that awareness center as well as the motor center. So once we start talking about this body instinct mind experience, okay, so if you have the sacral, um, if you have the solar plexus turned on, then that's the way you're probably going to process. But if you have your spleen side, like I'm a splenic projector. So this is probably the pathway that I am most going to take. So I'm going to try to, uh, to break this down in a way that, that shows you how this body instinct mind experience might work for you. Um, this is the only thing I could come up with right now, but, um, Halloween is coming up, not right now, but probably pretty soon, uh, by the time this, this airs. And so I was thinking about like, what, what has put me into some sort of fight or flight mode. And there are many examples you could probably find, but I wanted to use one of like, have you guys ever been to a scary, like haunted house or like, um, I don't know, like a haunted house, obviously, but a scare house or a haunted house or like any of the, um, I want to say not scary farm, but that's in California. Um, what is like six flags? You know how they always do. Anyways, you, I'm sure you have been to a haunted house. If not, <laughs> maybe that's not your thing, but you should go once. I used to go back in college and the scariest part Okay, bear with me. Is the freaking chainsaw like you know they're there? You know they're going to be waiting for you because you've heard them in line, and you hear the chainsaw, right? So you you go out the door and you're like, okay, where are they at? Where are they at? And we know it's not even really that logical, right? Because we know they're not going to chainsaw you up in front of all these people, but it's still really scary, right? So we hear the chainsaw and it like triggers that fight or flight response. The whole freaking haunted house, if you will, triggers this in your system. I think that's why we go to get this adrenaline rush. But so when you hear this chainsaw, you are triggered into fight or flight. Okay. It is this profound experience of instant fight, flight. I run. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. Uh, in the face of danger. And it's essential life-sustaining body instinct, mind, consciousness in operation, right? Same thing if you were to, this has been around for thousands and millions of years, when they seen a saber-toothed tiger, their instinct would be to, to run. And some of them, you know, might fight it, but it's, it's our life-sustaining instinct, okay? consciousness in operation. And so the, for me, you know, like, because I watched freaking Chainsaw Massacre when I was younger, 
my brain and mine has learned that the chainsaw can be really scary. Um, and, and so it's just kind of that anticipation, right? This is a silly idea because we know that, that it's not, not real, but it's just putting into perspective the fight or flight response, which involves the splenic center. So that splenic center has this now awareness that connects it to the sacral and root centers, instinctive reactions. So our splenic center is like, okay, that, you know, like the brain's like, I recognize that sound. And the spleen's like, yep, we got to go. And then the root triggers your adrenaline and like, get the hell out of here. So this link really involves this forceful motor fuel activation of two powerful energy centers in the body. So like I said, the, the, when the root is triggered, these hormones are going to be released by the adrenal glands in response to hearing that chainsaw, you know, which the brain said, you got to get out of here. And in all of that, uh, the muscle power needed to run, you know, was triggered without your conscious effort, without any conscious effort. Um, same thing if you were to like run up on a snake or something, like all of it would happen without you thinking about it. And that's how this center works. It's very in the now, very quick snap of the fingers. That's how your splenic center works. So all of this was done without any conscious intervention. And that's how the autonomic nervous system works. It's going to activate your heart. Your blood system is going to be, bring you more fuel and oxygen um, to your tissues so that you can run faster. Your breathing and heart rate are increased. You know, your mouth starts getting dry. Your pupils dilate. All of that. All of that is triggered within this fight or flight response. And it happens just like that. Okay, so that's the difference between this body mind, body instinct mind experience versus a feeling instinct mind. So that one all happens without you thinking much about it, right? Now, when you go to the other side, it's a feeling. So, you know, um, an example that I would use is like, I fly to California quite often. Um, a couple times a year, I try to go at least once a year. My family is all still in California. Um, and so in order to reach California, you know, which is my feeling or need, because I want to go see my family or, you know, we, we have something planned or whatever it is. My feeling or need, which comes from my solar plexus, is to get to California. And I have a two-hour drive to the airport and then an hour drive to their house once we get to California. So, you know, I could leave at 5 p.m. for a certain price, which is usually cheaper, but then we get there really late. Or I could leave at 5 a.m. for $100 cheaper, but then I have to get up really early, you know. But because I have the desire or feeling from my solar plexus to want to kind of save money and get the best deal, if you will, I could find, which is like the instinct for survival, right? In my mind, my Ajna Center has compared the different options to find what would best serve me and make me feel positive. So that feeling solar plexus. 
And then you go through the, the list of flights and able to find what would serve me best. Okay, that's my survival. So the way that I just processed what plane ticket I was going to buy went through a whole list of how I would feel and what makes the most sense and then what suits me the best and, and my instinct and survival and can I get up at 3 a.m. or do I want to get up at 3 a.m. to save $100 or do we want to land at midnight? So we go through this feeling and um, you know, what serves us best back to our feelings and all of it, you know, the instinct is to get the most for, for myself, you know, to preserve my resources and what's going to work best when for me and the kids are usually traveling. So it allows you to wait for the knowing, right. And make that informed decision rather than jumping at the first ticket. Um, you know, rather than getting like the first flight I could get. So had my need that I needed to get to Cali faster or that I needed to be there yesterday, you know, and have whatever, like if there was a need to get there faster or have more time, then you factor that part into the mental equation and interpret your desires and needs differently. So one side of it, is happening without any thought very instantly. And the other side of it is taking your feelings and uh, what's gonna work best for you and how you're gonna survive that and all of these things in perspective, which happens in a flow. And it's an informed decision, right? It's a cycle. So when we talk about our sacral, as being this gut feeling, right? It's the seat of our life force energy. It's really the instinctive seat that protects us during sleep and during these life-threatening events because it gives us the energy. So all living beings have this instinctive mind that lives in the gut and it responds automatically to things. So this gut or life-protecting response really connects the root center and the adrenal glands in mammals for this fight-or-flight response. However, also, because we are humans and we have a mind, the Ajna center really med uh, mediates as it becomes aware of our responses, and it determines over time how to really interpret these circumstances as they affect survival. So some people may not be triggered, um, their fight or flight response may not be triggered by the, the chainsaw because their mind has been like, all right, let's, let's be real. They're not going to get you, you know, because we've evolved into that. But some people, if you're like me, are still running from the freaking chainsaw. So the, the mind is able to use cognition independently to make these judgments. Are we still following? So our needs, wants, and desires are also interpreted and anchored in like how often we eat based on the basics of our physiological and interpretation of it for our survival. So our need, want, and desire to be at this certain place or certain time or buy something for a certain amount of money rather than another 
is really generated by likes, dislikes, attractions, and responses to things that have the capacity to make life more or less enjoyable or enhance our life and like community in some way. Okay. And this mostly comes from our heart center, if you will, as well. So the different orientations and human awareness components can really be viewed as this body instinct connection from the sacral center to the splenic center um, and as feeling emotional, you know, instinct that connects it from the sacral center to the solar plexus. So in order to function in this intelligent world as these higher form humans, because that's where we're headed, right? higher form humans, we actually get to use this intelligence and we get to interpret the information we receive. Again, without getting too far into my own beliefs here, we get to interpret the information we receive, okay? Um, it's processed through our physical vehicle, which is our body. But what comes into our, um, you know, what comes into our body our body physiologically either comes in through this autonomic nervous system pathway, the body instinct, sacral to splenic, or through our central nervous system pathways, our feelings, our instincts, you know, uh, sacral to solar plexus, like hunger, desires, or emotions. So everything that we are hearing or seeing or smelling, like all of our senses, everything is processed through our body in one of these two ways, through our autonomic nervous system or through our central nervous system. And they're both attached to, to one of these axes. So we really have the capacity to in, impact both sides of ourselves. One side of it connects that splenic center to the sacral, our body and instinct, and links to the body-mind for interpretation. And the other solar plexus center connects to that sacral center, the feeling instincts, and links it to our mind for feeling mind interpretation. And because of the nature of the sacral center and its capacity to function in the awake as well as in the sleep state, it has a great deal of this complexity, right? The way the sacral center activation operates in this individual, like there's different levels of being affects their capacity, ease, manner, and decision-making. So the way information is interpreted and especially it's timing. Okay. Also interpret also determines when and how the sacral center turns on and off. So someone who has sacral activation relating to like their inner way of knowing things, they have to wait for that inner knowing before they can manifest in the world, okay? Even though they might be like a manifester, they have to wait. On the other hand, um, generators who are sacral beings, like generators, manifesting generators, have their sacral center turned off on their inner layer. And this, they, they can lose a sense of what their gut response is when they go to sleep at night. So this turning on and off of the sacral center is very important in knowing how someone functions because awareness is this multifaceted and multi-determined thing. <clears throat> so 
the sacral center, the splenic center, and the solar plexus centers all function in all these worlds, right? In order for an individual person, for you to feel the kind of optimal um, authenticity at the core of your being, what, like, that's what we seek, right? That's what we want is to feel this congruity, this authenticity at the core of who we are. And it's essential that balance between these axes of awareness is being integrated within our body and in the needs and wants and desires and in the interpretation of those components. So we have to be able to see, be aware of, and recognize that we have wants, needs, desires, and feelings and emotions that comes from our solar plexus. Regardless, regardless if it's turned on or not, we all have wants, needs, desires. And we also have this splenic side that is very intuitive and reactive autonomically without our, us knowing it. And that's always going to be there too, whether regardless of if it's turned on or not. So being aware of where you are on these axes you know, is so powerful for, for how you live out your life. And when an individual, like if somebody kind of misinterprets information in the mental, spiritual, emotional, or physical world, they experience this disharmony, this uh, misalignment that drives for correction. Because all of us, all of, all our body wants physically, um, you know, and emotionally and spiritually is just to be in alignment, to be in a homeostasis state. Like our body wants us to be healthy. Our body wants us to be in harmony. Um, and so when that happens, when it's, when you're in this disconnect, when you're in this disharmony, it's going to reach for correction. And the axis is, axes always find a pathway an individual is telling something about the way that person functions. So we get to choose to be aware of these things, okay, and choose our higher intelligence by listening to our body and being aware of what is going on. And when we get to do that, we are then aligned and in touch with our deep, still self. And this happens in multi-dimensional ways because we've now tapped into the flow of the way that our autonomic and central nervous system works. We get to connect to that on a deeper level, on the level of our human design and how we, how we were created to be. So I say so a lot, but that's it. That was a lot. It was a little more, um, a little more meaty, <laughs> a little more mashed potatoes than some of the basic stuff. But I hope you were able to follow along with um, the two the two sides of it. And I will try to get a drawing put in the show notes for you so you can visually see it. Uh, I think that will help a lot. But thank you for joining me this week on Be By Design. Make sure you are subscribing. Um, giving me some ratings. Let me know how you like it and jump in that Facebook group so we can talk and chat. And I want to know 
um, how this landed for you, if it all made sense, and um, how your awareness is being kind of triggered, if you will, in these moments. So make sure you subscribe to our show uh, on all of the platforms it is there, and make sure you share and tell a friend. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode of Be By Design. See you later.